Hi, this is John Gunter. I'm the preaching minister at the Eagle Community Church of Christ. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. Uh, you can also check us out online at eaglechurchofchrist.com. You can find all uh, about everything you want to know right there. We hope you'll join us uh, sometime soon. Today, we continue our Stronger uh, series this summer. We're talking about giving. I know that's a scary thing to talk about in church, but we're talking about what God wants in our giving, how we give and, and what the meaning is, how we give to, to help other people that we learn. We just, don't just hoard things. And so I pray that this is helpful for you in your life and uh, that you're able to apply this immediately and, and start looking at maybe your money differently, that it's not just mine, but it belongs to God. So anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Next week, we're going to talk about worship. And so I hope you'll come uh, prepared to talk about worship just as we sang. I hope you noticed all those, all those songs uh, about worshiping God. And so I think that'll, uh, that'll be a lot, of, a lot of fun. I appreciate all the encouragement I've gotten along the way uh, about you know, I'm new to this place. And so you guys have been very encouraging about, uh, about the series and, and me. Also, I think it's a good, good point in the series and, and that I'm new that we, we also set some expectations as far as what happens when I say something you don't understand or maybe you don't even agree with. Uh, and so that's going to happen. I'm probably not like every preacher you've ever had, am I? Right? Okay. Uh, so anyway, the, the way we're going to handle that is if I ever say something that, you know, you're like, man, I don't know about that or, or maybe I don't agree uh, what I want you to do is, is go home and, and study whatever scripture we're talking about. Uh, read, you know, I'm going to, I'd ask you to read a couple chapters, just kind of get, you know, the understanding of what's going on. And then if it's still like, yeah, I don't agree with John, call me. I do not bite. And I love to be taken to lunch. So I would love to sit around the table and, and study the Bible. That would, that would bring me great joy. And so as a part of that, we, we just want to set some expectations for our church. And if we're going to say we love each other, we're going to have to go to each other, you know, if we don't agree or something like that. And so I've actually asked the elders that if somebody comes to you and starts, you know, I don't agree with John on that, what they're going to tell you is go to John, okay? Because they love, the, it's not because they don't love you, they love you, but they also love me and the work I'm putting in, uh, and, and they also have a, an appreciation for Scripture. And, go, and to be scriptural, to, to go by the Bible, that's what the Bible calls us to do is to work together. And so that's the kind of church we're going to be. So if you have any questions about that, my name is Josh Freeman, and I'll... Uh... <laughs> no, I love you, Josh. Um, so anyway, uh, like I said, any questions, y'all come to me. I'd love to... Uh, love to study the Bible and, and work together. Every I don't know how many times you've heard me say it is when I preach, I'm preaching with everyone. Uh, this is not an above and below type of situation. When I preach, I'm preaching to myself as well uh, because we are the body of Christ and we are to encourage and lift up one another, right? So that's, uh, that's what we're going to do. Thank you for that, that little aside. So this morning we're talking about Giving. We're, we're going to talk from a couple of uh, different standpoints, Matthew 19 and 1 Timothy chapter 6, if you're taking uh, notes on, on where we are. So Wednesday night, we actually had a fantastic uh, Wednesday where we, we sang some songs. It was fantastic. And we had a good like devotional, and it turned into like 45 minutes. So y'all are going to get the short version. Uh, but we talked about money. 
And so I know talking about money uh, makes people a little uneasy. I think we understand in our place in the world that for the most part, we are very richly blessed, are we not? And so we know that. And so when we talk, start talking about money, we start thinking, oh, no. <laughs> but when Jesus talked about money, he was talking to people that probably didn't have near what we do when we, you know, even lower middle class or whatever, you know. And so we've got to have our ears perk up. It's a kind of a, a joke between preachers that every time a preacher talks about giving, the next week the contribution is going down. It's like the people are saying, you know what, I'll show you. I don't think we have people like that here. Y'all probably surprise me and give twice as much, right? All right, that's what I'm talking about, amen. Uh, so, so we want to talk about, and we just want to be real real about, you know, our relationship to money, because that's what it's about. What you'll, what you'll see in these scriptures is never, it is a sin for you to have money. The problem is, is that when your love of money or your focus is such that that's all my life is about. And that will lead you down the wrong road. One of my favorite um, uh, things on the subject is here in Matthew 19, I'll read to you, starting in verse 16. Just then a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to inherit or to get eternal life? Why do you ask me what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter, uh, enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions, give to the poor, and you will have a treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away, went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. You got your highlighter this morning. That's one of them, right? Because this, you know, sometimes we can grab things out of context. That's not one of those things. Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. And we need to have that one in our back pocket because there are some days it doesn't feel like that, right? Like I am too snowed under. There's too much going on. I can't handle this. And that's right. But with God, you can. Um, so let, let's talk about this for just a second. So a man comes up to Jesus, and we don't know what his attitude is. Is he trying to, out of pride, have Jesus tell him, man, you're on the right track. You've got it going on. Or is it somewhat of a bit of guilt that says, you know, I've done all these things. I believe I've lived the right kind of life. I want to see what this guy says. Is there actually something going on that I can change? Uh, so we don't, we don't necessarily know. We can't read into his attitude. But when Jesus asked him this question, you know, you know, have you kept all of these things? He said, yeah, I've kept them my whole life. And Jesus says, all right, well, one thing you lack, sell what you have and give to the poor. And he said, no, thank you. So the man had just said, yes, I have loved my neighbor. And Jesus said, well, sell what you have and give that to your neighbor. And he said, no. 
The reason I've named this sermon this morning uh, A Stronger Giving is because that is the test for us. When we think about our relationship to our money, our money, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Um, I lost my train of thought. When we think about our relationship to our money, we are, um, the test is, can I give it away? Am I able to then let it go? Not singing that song, copyright deal, okay? It's beautiful if I sang it, but, but can't, yeah, so you're right, it's not. No, you're right. Um, but can I give this away? That is our test. And so we know we live in a, a part of the country and a part of the world that is richly blessed, and when we come to this, we think, oh, you know, Jesus is not really telling everybody to do this, but I think Jesus is saying, if you think you're, you're justified or you're righteous before God and you've got an issue with money, all right, see if you can give it away. See if you have the ability to give it to someone who is in need. Because that's a tough lesson. Because in our culture, we are driven in this country by capitalism, right? Everybody know that? That's not a, that's not a revelation this morning, right? We are, this, this country is built on the idea that we have the freedom to go and make as much money as we, we want to, um, and so we do. We go and put all our effort into growing wealth and building a bank account and all of those things that, that go into financial security, don't we? But what happens when the drive for that overcomes our love for our neighbor? Because capitalism in this country is a good thing, right? You don't really hear about that being a negative. But we have the ability, we have the freedom and actually, when we look, a lot of times, I believe, when we look at people who don't have anything, when you know, we're talking about homeless, we're talking about people who are down and out, a lot of times, I think the first thing we, we think about is they haven't worked hard enough. And so I have made it because, uh, you know, my own power and I have just put in the work and I have done what I'm supposed to do, but they haven't. And so I can't even love my neighbor because I'm looking down on my neighbor saying, well, this must be because you just don't have the work ethic I have. And we can get caught up in that. So I'm asking you this morning, what is your relationship like with your money? Can you give it away? I, I was approached, uh, I'm not going to name the person, after service this morning, and, and they gave me a fantastic idea because for their family, they, they started a long time ago, they started a fund for charity. Like, how many times have we been caught up, like somebody needs something, I don't have the money, you know, I don't have it. So their family has actually purposely put away, you know, when extra came in, they put a fund away. So when those things came up, here we go. Here's this money ready to be given away. They said, we actually look for ways to give it away because, you know, it keeps growing. What a perfect way to, to use God's money because that's what it is. So many times because we have worked hard, I went to school, I put in the time at work, I had to deal with all those coworkers, and don't let me tell you about my boss, you know. And so at the end of the day, we think, man, this is my money. And God tells you throughout Scripture that everything you have is his. And once we start viewing our money as his money, that changes everything. Because now it is free to be given away. We are simply stewards, and God has blessed us with things 
And we need to do that. So what I want you to do is if you're, not in, um, if you're not regularly giving to your church, I want you to start doing that. Can you give like God asks you to give to support the church, to support the things we are trying to do in this community? Because guess what? A growing church has got to have some funds to grow, right? We've got to have some funds to be able to do some things to reach people. So if you haven't started giving, I want you to, I want you to start this morning. I, I don't want church to be the only place you start. I, I would love for there to be many stories of you guys coming up to me and saying, you know what, I started a little fund. And then I looked for a way to give it away. And then when that person comes up to you needing, you know, whatever it is, you give it to them. We talked Wednesday night, and I think it's an impactful thing, is that so many times we have what is called kind of a scarcity mindset, that if I give this away, I won't have enough. And so you see, you hear the selfishness in that, right? If I help you, well, then I won't have enough. Now, what do I do with that? And um, we, we shared a couple of examples, a couple of us did, and what was, what was common throughout those examples is that every time we have stepped out on faith, the people in that room Wednesday night, every time we have stepped out on faith, God has blessed. The week that I don't know that I can give to this because I don't know if I have enough for myself, but I do it. That's the week something else comes in for me. And that God blesses that. Now, we don't do that just to say, hey, you know, God, you're going to show out this time, but that we give on faith. We give out of a love for our, our neighbors, our fellow man, because it's not ours. It's not ours to, to hold on to. Now, uh, some of you may be old enough that you have lived through some very slim times, uh, especially people who live through things like the Great Depression. People uh, keep things, Right? You kind of want to hoard things because when you live through a time like that, you didn't have unless you had kept, right? And so there are so many things that can impact us and try to kind of, um, kind of take away our mindset of loving our neighbors and think, man, it's, it's got to be about what I have and do I have enough for me and my family. And church, God has called us to live on faith, hasn't he? God has called us to, to love our neighbor to the point where we will give to the poor. We will sell those things we have. And I know that's tough. We're going to go to uh, 1 Timothy 6. Uh, but godliness with contentment is great gain. This is the, to set this up really quickly, Paul has been telling Timothy, there are a lot of false teachers out here, people that are not interested in the truth. The problem is, is they, they have thought, you know, as long as I get some followers... You know, as long as I'm, you know, dynamic enough to uh, get some people to follow me, I can make some money. So I'll, I'll distort the truth. I'll do whatever I can as long as the money keeps rolling in. And so for them to have these uh, people that they could talk to was about financial gain and about making money, and that was their focus. So he says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So they left the godliness out of it. But if you want great gain, he says, godliness with contentment. Well, I don't like that word, do you? Okay, uh, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it, but would, if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Everybody on board, right? Like as long as I got food and clothes, yeah, John, I'm good. And then I drive by the vehicle lot, right? The prices have gotten so much now that that, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> like, no, I can't afford that. But, you know, it's that thing. I, I'm, I'm just picking on, uh, you know, new vehicles or something, but... You know, it can be anything. You know, contentment is not, not one of our strong suits a lot of times. He said, those who want to get rich fall into temptation and trap, uh, 
and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. I know most of you will get this reference, but a rapper said one time, mo money, mo problems. I'm trying to see who laughs so I can talk to him afterward. <laughs> see if we got some musical interest in common. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think we kind of know that. Like we get it. Like you have more money, all the, all the issues that come with it. You can look at, you know, people who have won the lottery and end up broke because everybody wants some, you know, all, the, all this kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of issues with it. But even when Jim Carrey, everybody knows who Jim Carrey is. He's been around long enough now. You know, famous actor, has plenty of money. And I think it was several years ago, he said, you know, money does not bring happiness. And basically everything I read online in response to that was shut up. You know, you have it, so let me see. Let me see that for myself. That's the one thing, you know, I'm not taking advice from you. Let me see from my, give me some of the money. I'll see if it brings me happiness, right? And again, what you saw here in 1 Timothy is not because you have money that is sinful or that is wrong. I hope you do have money. But I hope that you are not focused on a desire for money, eager for money, that you have this love of money that takes away your love of God and love of others because that's easily done. We can come, and even in a place like this, maybe we come, and uh, just like we look at other people and think, man, we got, they got their lives together. We visit somebody's home, and, and our focus is, man, I, I can't wait until I can afford a house like this or a vehicle like that. And so our life then becomes you know, chasing after what the Joneses have. And that will get you nowhere. Uh, Dave Ramsey, he has a quote, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so if I don't get it right, Dave, don't sue me. Uh, but what he says, he, he basically says, you know, we spend so much money to impress a person at a red light that we don't even know. You just get the look, right? How's it going? but we chase things that are not of God. Again, I want you to have money, and I want you to be able to give it. I want you to bless this church. Uh, some churches do it so well. The uh, first time I heard about churches who encourage, like, um, I don't remember the term for it, but basically when, when people pass away, you know, leaving, leaving money, I thought, man, I've never heard of people doing that. But we can bless our church. You can give to your neighbors. You can make sure that everyone has something because God has blessed you with it. But if our relationship with money is such that that's our focus, we are not gonna move closer to God as we've been talking about all summer. We are slowly pulling away, chasing something that will never uh, achieve what we think it will. And that's bringing us happiness. I, I mentioned um, Paul Waddell a few, uh, a few uh, weeks ago. He has this, uh, this book called Happiness and the Christian Moral Life. And in it, he says, What's natural is for a person to pursue happiness. We want to be happy. He said, what is unnatural is our ability to understand what actually brings us happiness. And so we keep chasing that thing that we know is going to bring us happiness. And when we get it, maybe initially we think, yeah, this is it. And then later on, ah, I've gotten to uh, kind of teach Evan that as he's getting older and he's starting to play video games and get like more expensive toys and stuff like that. And, 
he'll want the next thing. And, and uh, one time I, I asked him, I said, or I was telling him kind of this story, and, and I said, you know, after you have that for just a little while, you won't even care about it anymore. Oh, yeah, I will. I said, well, hold on. How about that game you had? Remember how excited you were to have it. And now you don't touch it. And that is just as true for Evan as it is for us when we are pursuing whatever, fill in the blank. And a lot of times I think we're thinking in our minds, just like people told Jim Carrey, shut up. Let me have that thing and then I'll, I'll know. So what are you pursuing? Where is your love? Is your love this morning something that is drawing you closer to God? Or is it something that is leading you down a path uh, that does not lead to happiness? Something real versus something fake. We want to offer an invitation right now. If, if you know this morning that, hey, my relationship with money is not good, I'd love to pray with you about that. Uh, I, I think probably on this subject, as uncomfortable as it can make us, so many of us could raise our hand and say, yeah, I haven't done that real well. I need to be more of a giver. I need to love my neighbor enough to make sure they have enough. So this is something that we could pray for. Every week, I have somebody come up to me and say, you know what, John, I could respond every week. I said, me too. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm preaching to you and to me. And so if you have any needs this morning, whether it be about this subject or something else, love to pray with you. Uh, if you'd like to be baptized, we want to do that as well. Would you come as we stand and sing?